This is the Dad Devotionals Podcast with Dave Domzowski. Each week, I'll bring you compelling interviews that'll educate, inspire, and motivate you to become the father and husband our Lord called you to be. We're a community of devoted dads who want to strengthen our faith and family and live out our true purpose in this life. Please, won't you join us? Just text me at 717-913-5671, and you'll be welcomed into my Devoted Dads community. And if you want to support the podcast, we invite you to purchase a product, a book, or a course in our affiliate shop on daddevotionals.com. You can also contribute monthly at patreon.com slash daddevotionals. Now, here's today's show. God bless. Hey, guys. Are you in a leadership role in your current job? If so, I have a course for you. It's called Heroic Leadership. There is only one thing that's certain, and that is there will be uncertainty. But you don't have to wait around for things to happen. You can take charge of your life, your people, and your career. Instead of being reactive, you can be proactive. You can pivot when things go awry, which they inevitably will. Instead of operating from a fixed mindset, you can operate from a growth mindset. You can see opportunity, not lack. Instead of focusing on only yourself, you can come from a place of empathy. You can be that rising tide that lifts other boats. It's time you forge ahead with an inspired plan and the motivation to execute it. You see the caliber of people you'll be spending time with here. As Jim Rome said, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Well, you're spending time with Jeffrey Hazlett, who will guide you through what it's like to answer the call as a C-suite executive. You're listening to Sarah Staley, who has dealt with many crises in her own time at Stanford University Medical Center. You'll also hear from Sean Maroney, who has suffered from obesity and other issues his entire life. Yet all these people are stronger for their experience and will teach you how to overcome anything. Now is the time to be extraordinary. Now is the time to step up. Now is the time to be your best when things are at their worst. It's time to answer the call. Join us today. Go to daddevotionals.com slash leader right now. That's daddevotionals.com slash leader to get instant access to this course. Now, let's get to today's episode. Welcome to Dad Devotionals. I'm Dave Domzowski. Today's guest is Adrian Shepard. You might recognize that name because he was in episode 54 of the show called Time Management for Dads, still the most popular episode of Dad Devotionals by far. Adrian is a productivity, culture, and a leadership expert. He's a consultant and author as well. You can find his writing on Business Insider, Entrepreneur, Inc.com, The Good Men Project, and, and even more outlets. He's based in Japan where he lives with his family. Adrian, thanks so much for coming to Dad Devotionals. It's great to have you back. Oh, thanks so much. It's, it's a pleasure to be here again, David. Absolutely. Like, like I said, you, you're, you're number one, man. You, you, you know, there's, there's still a lot of people gunning for your spot, but I mean, you, you got it solidified. <laughs> I hope I can bring the thunder like I did last time. So Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I have no doubt you will. So really quick, is there anything that you want to mention first before we dive in? Um, you know, it's been a trying time the past two years for most people. Uh, a lot of things have changed. Uh, some things for the better, actually. Uh, but uh, whether you're out there struggling or whether you've got it made, um, the good news is the future looks bright. Um, now that things are opening up and we've learned a lot from, uh, what we had, uh, during the Corona or the pandemic, I should say. Um, so, uh, you know, 
uh, don't give up hope. Uh, <laughs> things are going to get better uh, from now on. And uh, I hope that the information I share with you today uh, will uh, help you to take the next step. Excellent. Well, I, you know, thanks so much for that, to kicking us off on, the, on that note. Now, let's talk about uh, working. Talk to us about working from home. You know, people have been doing this really, I mean, you're talking almost two and a half years now, I think. Some are heading back to the office. Others are now maybe working full time uh, from home for the foreseeable future, uh, you know, depending on what their office's reentry plans are. How can we stay productive and manage our time in this work from home environment? Uh, it's a great question. Um, it's not the same as working in office, not at all, as, I, as I'm sure many of your listeners have found out over the past two years. Uh, working from home, uh, there's all sorts of new challenges, and there's also, you know, there's a good po- good part to it, and there's a you know negative side as well. Right. Uh, of course, the good part is that actually, for most people, uh, productivity actually has gone up, uh, especially for people who are experienced in their job, mm-hmm. because uh, there's no commute, so that's two hours or you know maybe an hour depending on where you live in uh, relation to your office. Uh, but that's time that you could use elsewhere. Uh, so people were able to put that into their health, into their family, into their business. Um, get things done earlier, finish, uh, get be done with work earlier and spend more time with their families. So that's the good news. Uh, but uh, what we are finding now is that, uh, of course, as I'm sure you're aware, is mental health is becoming an issue uh, for some people. Uh, sadly, some people um, couldn't handle, uh, you know, the uh, isolation that the pandemic brought with it. Um Nowadays, sorry, now I should say with everything opening up, uh, that is not going to be as big an issue as it was. But uh, I think we're going to have to look towards the concept of being at home, you know, almost 24-7 for many people. Um, That's going to have its own challenges. Right now, uh, the signs are good. Productivity is up about 13% uh, across the spectrum. Um, You've got... um, a lot more people being involved with their children and their uh, family life. Also, a lot of people bought pets uh, over that time period, and that helped to release stress. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's a really good thing. And more and more people now are actually demanding uh, work from home, or at least a, a form of it. The hybrid, I think, is here to stay, and I think that's uh, for the best. Uh, companies will learn to value the uh, financial benefits uh, that that can offer. Um, you know, they don't need as big an office space. Uh, they don't need as much electricity as as a as a result of that. And unfortunately, we will have to bear that burden. But at the same time, we don't have to use waste the time uh, in the commute, and also we can save the gas uh, costs to, to work and things like that. So, you know, there's um, a lot of positive things, but we have to be careful when we're working at home, and that is that we have to learn to separate our work life from our family life. Um, This is a problem for some people. Like when my wife first started doing it, I'll give use her as an example. Uh, She set up her office on our dining room table. I live in Japan. There's not much space. Uh, We only have two rooms upstairs and, you know, basically a living room, dining room downstairs. It's not like America. We can just kind of separate things more easily. Um, But uh, it was great because we were both there together and I could talk to her and she could ask me to do things and it, it worked out. It's great. Usually how it works, right? The wife asked me to do something. <laughs> always the way, always the way. <laughs> um, but 
after about a year, uh, she decided to make the move of taking her her so-called office upstairs. Mm. And the reason for that is because she felt that she was distracted with me, you know, being down there and me being around, just moving around would, you know, get her out of the zone. Right. And so she she moved into my son's room because, of course, he's at school. Here in Japan, they didn't have any lockdowns for the school, really, except for two months in the beginning. So no problems there. Yeah. yeah. So we were lucky in that sense. Uh, so she just took over his room uh, and turned that into her little office during the day. Right. And her productivity, you know, increased uh, probably 20 percent uh, because she could just really focus without any distractions. And that's the key word, really, what we're talking about working from is distractions. Right. We have to learn to limit our distractions like you know, what you want to really be doing is ideally is having your desk facing a wall. Mm. You don't want a window where you can kind of look out and see things. Oh, look at that. You know, oh, shiny new object, right? That's actually yeah. distraction. Although it, it's great for fresh air and things like that. But if you have a view where things it's busy, you don't really right. want that. Um, also, the by having a wall, you just in front of you, you just focus on your screen or your laptop, whatever, and you just get the work done. Exactly. Thing is, we as human beings get distracted so, so easily. Um, I believe we get in, you know, distracted. <laughs> yeah, there we go. The phone, the phone. That's the, that's the number one killer right there. Exactly. Uh, every four minutes on average, you see we're distracted. And um, if you, you know, think about how many hours you're at work, eight hours, you can do the math right there, right? So there's so constant distractions. And the problem is, I, I mentioned this on a previous uh, podcast, I believe, and that is that, uh, unfortunately, once you get out of the flow, it takes about 12 minutes to get back into it. So you're never in the state of flow, for most people anyway, because they're constantly looking at the phone, looking at their iPad, you know, looking at the thing. And also, of course, if in a, they're downstairs, like my wife was, is, you know, my son would come home, we're moving around that again, all distractions, you want to try and really find a way to create your own little bubble and just really limit your, um, I don't know, environment to make it really conducive uh, to work. But the result, the benefits of that is you get things done much faster. Absolutely. No, that, that, that makes sense. I mean, yeah, I, I like that. I want to I want to touch on that stat, that thirteen percent. Mm-hmm. Um, what tr- what other trends are you seeing in addition to that? You say we were thirteen percent more productive. Um, obviously, you know, every a case by case basis might be a little bit different depending on you know like your your situation there in Japan. What trends are you seeing overall, though? Is there anything else that you can touch on in the work from home space? Does anything stand out to you? Um, that's a, an interesting thing. Uh, from what I hear is that at first the productivity, you know, suffered, of course, there was a lot of fear, uh, two years ago with what was going on in the world and being locked at home. Uh, that was not good for most people. Most people were used to going out, you know, spending time with their friends and, and it was, it was a big shift. Uh, but after people started to realize that there were benefits that could be taken from this, and especially, you know, this is a uh, you know, Christian podcast, yeah. uh, family it comes first, right? And that now you get to, you got to at least parents got to see uh, what their kids were learning at school and some good and some bad. Now that was not a, they did not know that before. So now they can make, you know, the adjustments necessary to benefit their children's uh, future, Absolutely. whether that's getting into a new school or changing their study habits the sad truth is, unfortunately, Zoom lessons don't really work, not nearly well enough uh, 
compared to in-class learning. And But the thing is, for office workers, it really depends on your position in in the in the company and really if you are experienced you've got all the knowledge and you don't really need hand holding this is the ideal situation because autonomy is what most people really value you know they don't need to have someone looking over the shoulder breathing down their necks that really just you know the, the stress level goes up you feel fear and anxiety and things like that but because of this situation uh people were just kind of left to their own uh, devices. Mm-hmm. And most people really benefited from that. However, the people who are not experienced, the people who are just who just graduated from college, the people who are just leaving you know, high school or entering a new job, they don't have the know-how. So they are actually the ones who are a little bit slightly struggling to keep up with the productivity. Their productivity actually has kind of gone down compared to previously. So companies are really trying to tap into that. How can they get these people better trained? And training overall, um, there has been, you know, because we've turned into this Zoom society now, or at least we've understood the benefits of Zoom, you know, meetings that were done face-to-face before, now just 70% have kind of moved into Zoom or, you know, not that that's not the right statistic. I don't have a number, unfortunately, but it feels like that to me anyway. (laughs) Maybe even higher. (laughs) It could be. Uh, But yeah, there's just, you know, physical... There's times to be, you want to be in front of people to, you know, shake their hand, but not during the pandemic, that's for sure. (laughs) So, um, yeah, but companies have to understand that they need to tap into this, how to get these people who are, you know, kind of inexperienced at at the workplace and how they can get their level up. So companies really need to uh, deal with that. And one of the ways they're doing that is they're kind of looking at, you know, the the way we work is really in front of a, a screen. Yeah. Uh, and it hasn't really changed for 30 years, really. All it, it's yeah. done more beautiful, you know, better resolution, nicer mouse, better keyboard, but it's pretty much the same. So companies really need to kind of learn how to use it. I, I don't know if you've noticed, but apps have become a lot cleaner, a lot more beautiful, a lot more maybe seductive. I don't know. They want to get you to use them more, exactly. but that's a good thing because it, They've often made it easier. The interface has become more intuitive. And so you'll see a lot of programs online that uh, have really tried to make things a lot easier to use. Asana, uh, you know, Teams, all these programs are really trying to find ways to be able to use um, their technology to um, its you know, ultimate potential, I guess. Um, and companies need to do more training for people who really don't know how to use those programs. Right. So that's really the trend for the future. So I think the companies that will thrive have really understood that and are implementing that. And the companies that will struggle, the ones who aren't really using all these uh, great devices to their uh, you know, potential. Yeah, no, no, that makes sense. You, you touched on a couple of things there. I mean, in terms of schooling, uh, my wife and I were, were already thinking about homeschooling, but the pandemic kind of just made it easier just to plug <laughs> into that. And, you know, my, my kids now or my, my wife's into it. She, she used to be a, a, uh, a grade school teacher. So, I mean, it was kind of already a natural thing for her and they're thriving. And I know there's that that was another trend, I guess you could say, that kind of took off as a result. Folks decided, hey, you know what, maybe maybe I can actually stay home with my kids and homeschool. I mean, depending, you're very flexible in your ability to do it. You can even have a job and then do it, do it at night or in the evening because, Hey, 
you don't need that. They, the kids don't need as much time because a lot of time, just like an office work, when you're there, it's a lot of fluff. You're around the water cooler. You know, you're, you're, you're changing periods and things like that. So, I mean, that was, that was something interesting, too, that I found, especially here in the States and in just conversations we had. And then another thing, I mean, I actually experienced not just the work, but I, I had a I got a, a, an MBA during the pandemic. Hey, <laughs> um, I only had you. one class. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I only had one class actually in person. It was like January to the beginning of March 2020. And then everything else <laughs> was online. And I just I finished in July. So I got to experience that you know, everything exclusively online. I even did a GA for the, for the school. So everything was online. I mean, I, you talk about zoom fatigue. I, I can't imagine. I mean, you know, it, it was interesting classes It's MBA work. So, I mean, you're having more of a discussion, but if you just had somebody talk at you all day, you know, I mean, it, it just, I, I don't know how the kids do it. <laughs> um, so that, it, it was just that it was interesting to kind of experience everything in the pandemic as a result from behind the screen uh, and just not being not being there, I, um, you know, in terms of the GA and and getting the degree, I really wanted to be in person. That was the, I was actually really excited about seeing that and, and just, you know, being able to meet new people and things like that. You just didn't get that. So that, w- that was unfortunate. But I don't know how I would have wouldn't have. I don't think I've been able to get it all done, <laughs> be able to do everything uh, without being online and not having a commute. I mean, I couldn't imagine leaving work, going to school and. <laughs> It would have just been a nightmare, especially on my relationships with my family. So that that I am actually very thankful for. It was, it was a true blessing. So I just wanted to interject that there. I thought that was interesting. Um, no, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. I mean, I think the, it, the best thing that's really come out of the pandemic is just that, uh, you know, families have grown closer, really, for the most part. Definitely. And uh, people understand more about what their kids are doing and um, the, the less the learning that they're you know, going through and what's good and what's bad. So, um, yeah. Well, let's talk about someone who's a more in more of a leadership role. You are a leadership expert. You, you know, you consult companies on how to do it best when it comes to leading a remote business or leading remote teams, how do the best ones stay productive? Yeah. Again, this is something that, uh, companies are, still trying to figure out really um there's a lot of learning going on as i said i think the thing is that uh, it, it kind of goes back to the four minute manager uh by kenneth blanchard uh in the concept that you know everybody's at a different stage in their life and with their ability and their knowledge and their know-how so companies need to learn how to get the right person uh, in the right position in their companies um, that's really the real challenge, I think, of leadership today. Uh, you know, there's no shortage of um, people. Uh, companies are <laughs> companies are struggling to find people, but they're they're out there, um, and they just need to be given the right um, training to be able to be in the right position, right. so that they can get uh, the most done for their company. Um, the thing is, is that now. The big, the big problem, though, that companies are having is finding a way to really keep that. As you said, um, you were looking forward to the networking yeah. mark, part, right, of the MBA. And that's unfortunately something that's been taken away the past two years for children as well as businesses. Right. And so that kind of the, the, the negative, of course, is the you know, idle chit chat at the water cooler. That's the, that's the downside. But there is a positive where you can talk to your coworkers and learn from them, ask questions directly and, and even just you know, just kind of peek over their shoulder and see what they're doing. Just a quick question. Hey, how did you do this? How did, you know, and that, that, that thing is um, been missing. 
And so companies really need to tap into that, how to do it you know, virtually. And that is being, that's a real challenge. I think the best companies really trying to find um, ways to kind of replicate uh, the networking atmosphere. I mean, Clubhouse was a big boom during the uh, during the pandemic, simply because we were isolated, and so people wanted a way to talk to others, and it, you know, it, it paid off for many people online that way. Um, I personally found Clubhouse great, uh, and I met some great contacts that way. And the same thing can be done, kind of through your company, but it has to be more you know casual, where you just kind of like here in Japan, they like to have virtual drinking parties. Um, you know, people just in their house and just, yeah. just relaxing, you know, forget that I'm your boss and, and you're the employee, just get together. Like you were, like we would have done previously, you know, after work, you go for a couple of drinks. You know, the thing is, is being at home, it's easy for you to just, you know, step out anytime because you say, Oh, my wife's calling me. There's, there's no real pressure of having to stay at the, uh, you know, the restaurant or, and, and drinking too much. You don't, you don't feel the pressure. So that's the good thing. So I think zoom, Parties are a nice way to show that management are real. <laughs> you, know, they're, you know, they're just like you. They're in the same situation. Um, the other thing is, is that uh, companies have to try and be more, um, find more ways to show uh, human, people's, employees, what do you call it, satisfaction has, has kind of changed in the sense that before it was really um extrinsic and is that the word is that the word i'm saying <laughs> correctly i can't even think of myself um external is that what you're thinking no i'm thinking extreme uh, the, the the intrinsic and extrinsic that's right i'm i'm, I'm, out, sure. I'm out here i'm out, i'm crazy Forget. i know you're talking about <laughs> right, uh, okay. let's go with it maybe you just right. okay. work well money, money to, monetary rewards are what was usual usually given uh but Today's people, today, employees really want more than that. They really want the kind of personal touch. And so what companies really need to do or managers really need to know is what their employees want on an individual basis. Money is a great thing, of course, but there's a limit to how much effectiveness that can have. People want time off. Mm -hmm. Uh, People want something that show that they're special to them. The company, the company, or the, the, well, the manager is the representative of the company, right? But they want to feel that, they're appreciated and they're understood. So managers who kind of keep tabs on kind of what their employees like, their hobbies and their interests can find, you know, interesting rewards to help motivate them. So for example, maybe you're into fishing, then maybe, you know, maybe you could offer them a new rod as, as kind of a bonus for their efforts. And these kind of things that maybe you couldn't, you really didn't care about before because you were just in the office. Now it's online. You've got to do things a little bit different. And this is, this is one way uh, you focus more on the intrinsic rewards and rather than just the simple, you know, uh, you know, monetary rewards. So that's, that's a good way. So. Yeah, no, I, no, I like that. And that way you're, it shows that you're listening to the person. If you're doing something that's, you know, a hobby that they like or something like that. I mean, you have that, uh, you know, personal, personal element there that you know it's something you wouldn't have probably wouldn't have done beforehand but because of this environment it's a way for excuse me teams across the globe to connect you can just get on amazon and ship that thing (laughs) so uh something else you you, that keyed me my my brother actually works is a lawyer for a uh, for a blockchain company and something that he they just he just started that position last year and something that they do is they just connect you with someone randomly throughout the company because they're they're a team all they they were already going to be 
remote all over all over the world or at least all over the US and they just connect you with somebody and you just have like a chat for a half an hour get to know you hey what do you do at the company you know how can we how can we work together that kind of thing so it's it, it might be a little bit of pressure at first but you know once you've done a couple of those uh, you start getting used to having that conversation breaking the ice um, and then you feel connected to that person because you're going to be working with them anyway on on, on something. It's a, it's a smaller company, so yeah, that 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 was something to, to your point earlier. I think I like these creative ways. You know, we we have to figure out you know how can we still have that connection. I mean, that, I think that's what it comes down to. We're human beings. We got to have that connection. Uh, like you and I here, we're, we're having that chat. You're in Japan. I'm in the U.S. I mean, it's it, it's a beautiful thing. We can have that rapport. Um, but, uh, I think, you know, we still need to keep figuring out little ways to do it, to have that personal touch that, you know, we can't just, we can't get cause we're not in person. Yeah. And, you know, because everything's been done online now, I mean, yeah. there's so much more, you know, data being tracked that way. So it's easier right. to, you know, keep track of all your employees and, you know, databases and things like that. So yeah, uh, companies that really understand their employees will, will thrive. So since this is mainly a podcast directed at dads, directed at parents. Uh, let's talk about those who are working full-time at home. How do we set up those boundaries? You mentioned your wife in the beginning, but both in terms of blocking out those interruptions and then also something I don't think we've touched on yet, not letting work take over. Uh, because you know, if you have everything in, in your home office or at, the, at your disposal with your phone, I mean, the tendency is maybe to, to work longer into the uh, into the night to get that productivity, but then you don't get that relationship time that I think is also the point of this. So can you speak to that for a moment? Sure. Um, well, you know, you, you said the key word right there is the concept of time, right? I mean, we, so many people don't really use their time wisely. <laughs> they just kind of, you know, it, it slips through their fingers here and there. You, you've heard the expression, you know, where did the time go? Where did it all go? Right. That's, <laughs> and the question, the thing is, no, it didn't just go. You, you know, you did something. You spent it, it. Just, yeah. But the thing is, you don't even, you're not even aware of it, which shows you really didn't set it up properly. Good. You see, one of the best things you can really do is just be, have a, you know, almost like a military run you know, machine where you're very regimented, you know, you wake up at this time, you start this time, you have to live your life, even though we're at home, or we were at home, like you're in an office, you go to work at eight o'clock, you finish at 530. Um, there are some things you need to do differently in the sense that because you're usually at home sitting all the time, no walking, no movement, mm -hmm. you really need to take more breaks. Right. So and because you don't have a boss there, you can it's easier, easier for you to stand up and take a you know, five minute break every 20 minutes or, or ten, every 25 minutes or something like that. The key is, is that, you know, if you did it at the office and you kept standing up, the boss would be like, what are you doing? Why you keep standing up? Right? But <laughs> at your house, you know, you could do that and get away with that. All it takes is just, you know, standing up, you know, stretching, you know, a little here and there. It makes all the difference. But as I said, the key word is, is regimen. You really need to have a very disciplined life by and people think they think by disciplining your life that it, it's it's constraining me. I I can't. Oh my gosh! I like to you know I like to be spontaneous and uh, freewheeling and oh yeah. But the problem with that is your time will disappear and you won't know where it goes. Yes. Because you're like, well, how many hours? How long did I spend doing that? Ah, no idea. And of course, you know the rule is of, with nearly anything is that when you don't have a a limit on how much time you set, you just tend to just take it easy. Yeah. Uh, I think it's, I believe it's Parkinson's law. It's been a while since I've, yep. yeah, okay. Yep. 
you know, a, a work will expand for the amount of time that's set for it. So if you set yourself two hours, it'd basically be done in two hours. But if you say, set it like, you know, X amount, you know, un- unlimited, it's just going to keep on going. It'll never get finished, right? So the, th- the key is- uh, I just want to jump, jump in there. You know, I'm always reminded of the example when you have a va- when you have like the day before your vacation, when you're going to go on vacation with the family, how productive are you? <laughs> Yeah. It's like your most productive you are, day ever, right? Right. You are motivated. You're like, yeah, because you don't want anything to go wrong and have to come back, right? Exactly. So you're like, I got to get things exactly. done, right? But exactly, that's the point. You know, the thing is, is that we need to create these limits and say, okay, we will only spend this much time doing this, but we also need to dedicate time to our family as well. So, and dedicate time for ourselves, so whatever, you know, Keeps keeps you stress free and relaxed. Whether that's doing VR or playing golf, although some things we couldn't do the, during the pandemic, we have to find ways to you know release our stress. We have to find time for our children. We have to spend time for our wife or spouse, our partner, whoever we're with. Um, but we have to dedicate certain amount of time to each of them. And by doing that, then you're not wasting time because you have you know what you have to do every morning. It's not like what will I do next. And that, if you have that, what will I do next? You know, mentality. That that that's time spent thinking about what you're going to do. Right. So I, I just finished my job. What should I do now? Hmm. Let me think about it. That's going to take five minutes. That's poof. Five minutes gone. Right. Gone. So instead, I finish my work. Okay, I'm going to spend time with my son. Okay, boom. I'm going to have dinner. I'm going to make dinner. Boom. I'm going to do. But you know, so regimented that actually things will get done much faster. And now, now you don't have to, you can have freedom within that. Right. You can leave space open saying from one to two, I have nothing. I'll keep it open. Whatever time you choose. I mean, I, 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 my schedule is kind of all over the place because of the international you know, times and things like that. <laughs> but, you know, for me, I usually have one to 2 PM in the afternoon free mm-hmm. it's every day. And that's, I, you know, sometimes I read a book, sometimes I play a video game, sometimes I watch Netflix, whatever, but it's just time I could use for anything. I, I, I could write, I could uh, do jump on clubhouse if I feel like it, but I have that time set aside for whatever I feel like that day. That's my freedom hour. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other hours are regimented. Yeah. And so you have the, the, the balance between the two, but the last thing you want to do is just have kind of no real plan because, you know, failing to plan means you're planning to fail, right? That's Brian Tracy and it, it it's absolutely true. No, no, it is. And, and what I like about what you mentioned there is structuring and almost scheduling time with your kids, you know, because I mean, let's be honest, guys. I mean, that's one of the first things that's going to fall by the wayside if something big comes up in your in your job or in your business or whatever, you know, you're going to neglect your family. But and especially in this environment, when things can take over, it even just 15 minutes, dedicated time, put this darn thing away and just focus because, you know, that way that that's how those memories are built. I mean, that's really why we're doing all this. That's why, you know, this podcast exists. That's why, uh, you know, we go to work, you know, for the family. So let's not lose that priority uh, in our lives. I mean, and also, you know, a Christian podcast, Hey, if you're neglecting in your, we're heading into Lent here. If you're, if you're, when this is recording, at least, um, but if you're neglecting your prayer life, you got to schedule that too. <laughs> I actually, yep. I actually learned this thing on Twitter. There's a, I'm an Orthodox Christian. And one, one of the things that we what were taught to do is like pray according to certain hours of the day. Um, mm-hmm. So I set that 
in, in my phone for six, nine, 12, and three. And so my alarm goes off and I remember to at least cro- do the sign of the cross. I mean, so I'm, I'm almost automating my prayer life in a sense, <laughs> but it's one of those things that gets neglected if I don't, if I don't do it. So it's just something I wanted to, wanted to mention there, guys. Yeah, fabulous. I'd like to add one little thing that many people are actually not aware of. I assume using the iPhone, but what I assume most the uh, Androids would be the same as well. But when you set up the iPhone uh, alarms alerts, you can actually name the alert. So you set it, for example, you know, six o'clock Pilates. You know, uh, most people just set the alarm like five ten. That's I'm going to wake up or whatever. But you can actually name, label it. Ah, there we go. Yeah, there we go. Okay, there we go. Yeah, and so you know, don't. So not don't you? You don't just get the the uh, sound to remind you what to do, but you actually see your phone when you turn it off. Like, oh, right, that's what I've got to do. And you're seeing it a hundred times. And after you've seen it about the seventy fifth time, you're like, yep, it, you get it, the point. <laughs> right. Yep. Um, okay, so now that we're we're already talking about productivity tips, let's talk about your productivity formula how, how can we use that adrian and apply it okay well when i first started studying productivity a few years ago um i you know, did, dug up nearly everything i could on the subject i mean i i'd studied it here and there from uh, tony robbins and other personal uh development speakers but they don't really focus on time management it's just part of their you know uh lectures and speeches and programs however um, I, I pick up more dedicated uh, programs towards that. Uh, one thing I noticed is most of them were really focused on strategies. Uh, Pareto's principle, Parkinson's law, um, the 80-20, uh, I said Pareto's principle, yeah. 80-20 rules the same thing. Sorry for those people who aren't aware. Um, uh, chunking, saying no, things like that. These are simple strategies you can implement into your life and they're, they work like gangbusters. Uh, however, uh, I noticed with um, Brendan Burchard's High Performance Academy uh, when I attended that, that he was talking a more of like a holistic approach to productivity. Of course, those strategies were mentioned and were discussed, but there were a lot. It was a lot more dedicated towards health and your your own ability uh, to perform, peak performance, really. Mm-hmm. And so, what I realized is that. You know, we don't really know how productive we are. We, we, we get a sense of it, but it, it's nice when we see like numbers on a screen that we can kind of go, yes. And, I, and if, you know, let's say you're, I don't know, shooting hoops and you've sh- you get, you got 30 balls, you shoot them and you got 20. You're like, woo, I got 20. But now you've got a benchmark. Now, you know, next time you got to, you know, you want to go for 21, 22. Or when you're at the gym, if you've got your weights, you can just say, okay, I can go 60 kilograms, 65 kilograms. That, that number it tells us something and it, it's something we can see visual. But when it comes to productivity, where's the visuality? There's nothing. It's just kind of, we know we were more productive. We know we got more done, but it's nice to kind of have a, a little thing in front of us that we can see. And so I came up with something and the first, the, the productivity formula is broken down to a few parts. And the first part of course is your body, your health. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that in, includes sleep. Uh, that includes uh, diet that includes uh, water and hydrating yourself. Uh, then you have the mental state. Uh, how do you feel your mindset? Are you positive or negative? Things like that. Then you have the strategies, which I, I already mentioned. 
then you have the environment. The, the, the environment that you're in, is it productive? Is it conducive to your uh, success? Or is it, is it distracting you and pulling you away from that? Mm-hmm. And then you have your own skill set. Uh, of course, the, big, the better your skill set gets, the faster you can get work done in whatever you're doing. And then there's a few other miscellaneous things like personal development and things like that. But it's, it's in my uh, new uh, ebook that I created. And if you go through there, you'll get points assigned to what you're doing. And you could just see how productive you really are uh, on a scale. Like I think the total the maximum is 35 points, or 33 <laughs> points. I forget. It, it's been changed a few times. That's why. Um, but you can then go, okay, I'm at. 14. Okay. How can I get that number up? And you just try to work on moving it up every week or every month. And you can start seeing, okay, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm up to 17 and yeah, you'll see the results in your life, you know, change uh, as you improve that number, your life will be more productive, both work and family and everything. So it's, it's just a way to really visualize uh, what you're really doing. And so it's, I think it's a, a simple thing, but it's very effective. No, what, I, what I like about that is you've almost gamified productivity in a sense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know if you have any, I, you can get, you know, contact any app developers out there, but it sounds like that would be a make a great app. <laughs> yeah. I have to talk to some people. <laughs> I hadn't thought about yeah. it. <laughs> we're making ideas here on dad devotionals, you know, come on. <laughs> um, okay. So we're, we're about to wrap up here, Adrian, but you know, you mentioned in one of our conversations that you're working on some new stuff. You got a new book, some new reports. Is there anything that you can share with us here before we close out? Uh, well, as I, I think you're going to mention to your uh, subscribers later, but uh, I, I created a new uh, Gumroad account uh, where I share uh, some of my stuff. It's also on my website, uh, isucceedbook.com. Uh, I put some a few different things, so you should check out both uh, places. I've got a few free reports, uh, so just pick them up, might as well. Uh, But you can also uh, check out the new Uber Productivity uh, Blueprint, which is where I talk about the productivity formula and all sorts of things. That's all. It's a combination. It's kind of a a different way of uh, looking at productivity that I think most people will really appreciate. It's really easy, really simple, and um, it's about 100 pages, but it's a really quick read. So uh, I think people will fly right through that. I've also got um, the tiny book of success. Oh, and I've, my newest ebook is How to Write Like a Pro. As you mentioned earlier, I've been, um, I've appeared in Entrepreneur and Insider, Business Insider, uh, Thrive Global, Huffington Post, numerous publications. And that, that took me uh, quite a long time to achieve, but sure. uh, maybe some of your listeners would want to know how I did it. And it's, it's a great little uh, thing to pick up. Uh, so you might want to check that as well. Yeah. Awesome. And that's isucceedbook.com. Any other way we can get in touch with you besides that? Um, well, of course, you can check me out on Instagram. That's uh, isucceedbook, uh, Twitter, isucceedbook. Uh, but uh, you should, as I said, you should also check out Gumroad, uh, Adrian Shepard Gumroad. And uh, I think you've got me covered. I've also I got, got covered. AdrianShepard.com as well. But. Well, we will be sharing your stuff. Where, uh, like I told you before, we're coming out with a, an affiliate shop on, on, the, on the website. We'll be putting that out on Pinterest and, and Instagram, other outlets. We'll be mentioning it on the show. Uh, so we're, we're going to be sure to add all your information there and help us be more productive because that's what us dads need. Let's be honest. Time management <laughs> episode number one for a reason. Uh, Adrian, well, you know, I know your time. You got to get going. You got to get some dinner and, and go to bed and put the kids to bed and all that fun stuff. And I uh, hang out with your wife, of course. 
but we want to, I want to thank you so much for joining me. This was awesome. And I think, you know, I, I didn't think you could top yourself. I mean, I thought it was going to be tight. I mean, I had, I had, I had a good feeling about it, but you topped yourself. I mean, you know, I mean, it's just awesome stuff, man. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for this one to come out because I think folks are going to love it. So thank you. Well, thank you so much for having me, David. It's really my pleasure. No problem at all. Take care, guys, and God bless. Hey, dads. Are you responsible for your household or business finances? If so, check out my website, runthemoney.com. Run the Money is the place for money management tips for saving more, paying off debt, and budgeting. I also give you ideas and information for starting a side business. If you're in between jobs or need a way to get a better handle on your family's money, go to runthemoney.com for free articles on money management. That's runthemoney.com, R-U-N-T-H-E-M-O-N-E-Y, all one word, runthemoney.com. I'll see you there. Thank you for listening to Dad Devotionals. Be sure to text me at 717-913-5671 to join the Devoted Dads community. Do me a favor and share this episode with at least one other person who could benefit. Until next time, take care and God bless.